Okay, good morning, everybody. We're at the bottom of Ayin Chesem with Beis. The two dots at the bottom. Okay, so the mission at the beginning of the parak said, Ha'ochel kikoseves hagaso, person who eats a dried fig hagaso, which means big, kamoha ukigari nasa. It and its seeds, the Mishnah said that is chayi. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Adam and Yehudit Menzev, in honor of their children, Jake, Serena, and Rosie. A week of learning is sponsored to wish Mel and Judy and Mazel Tov and Tetzchan L'Shalom on their upcoming aliyah. Although we are sad to see you go, we cannot be happier for you to embark on the next stage of your life. Dafiomi is sponsored by Matt and Susie Schoenfeld as a schos for a for Herschel Yisrael ben Pescha Yenta Rezel. And by Bill and Rezi Eskin in memory of Rezi's father, Reb Nachem ben Moshe Zatzal Yartzeit on Yud Tes Tammuz. And Ari and Shoshana Lerner and family, Lili Nishmas, Ari's grandmother, Yosef, grandfather, Yosef ben Yitzhak HaKohen. Okay, so again, the Mishnah, back at the beginning of the parak, back when Ayin Gimel said, that if a person eats kikoseves hagaso, kamoa ukigarinosa, he's chayiv. person who eats a dried fig, it and its seeds, then he's chayiv. So chayiv means he's chayiv karis. So what, we're, what the Gemara is going to try to figure out is what exactly is that shear? Right? The Mishnah's line was like it and its seeds. So says the Gemara, boira papa. Top of Aintas. Kekosevas Sha'omru Bikigarinasa or below Kigarinasa. Does it mean with the seeds or without the seeds? The way Rashi explains, just take a look at that top Rashi and Aintas. Hadikatani Masnisa, that which the Mishnah said, Ukigarinasa with its seeds, me boile, the Gemara is wondering. Hechi ka'amr. How do you read that? Does it mean kamohu ukigarinasa yachad? Does it mean the sheer? To be chayiv for eating on Yom Kippur means the fig and its seeds together. That means that's all the shear. Right? That little aleph is a sign is to the Bach who throws in the word oh. It doesn't mean the shear is the fig or its seeds. So it doesn't mean the shear to be chayiv on Yom Kippur is the fig and the seeds together, or is the right way to read the Mishnah, the fig or the seeds. Okay, so what's the main difference about what the shear is, right? We learned last week that even chatzi shear is aser minatara, even, even to eat a little bit aser. So what's the, what's the big, what, what difference does it make whether you tell me if you eat this much, this is the shear. So one main difference is the punishment of curries. When is a person's chayiv curries? So the Mishnah is saying only when you eat that shear you're chayiv curries. Another main difference that it makes, this is much more practical for us, is that if you have a situation where a person needs to eat on Yom Kippur, a person's not feeling well, so there's two different levels here. If you eat the shear, the amount, whatever it is, kikoseves karinasa, this fig with the seeds, or whatever we're going to come out with this question, so then it's much more stringent. Then it's even karis. If you eat a little bit, that's chatzishir, which is an isr da raisa, 
It's prohibited from the Torah according to Rabbi Yochanan, but it's, it's just an Isr. It's not Chayv Kari. So if you have a person in Yom Kippur who needs to eat, so this is why we get so complicated with giving him little amounts and we figure out how much time to spread it out. It's all to avoid this. Because if you do this, then you get much, much more stringent. So that's the main practical difference that comes out of this. Okay, and by Ravashi, and Ravashi had a question. Etzem kisa ora, biklipasa, or below klipasa. Then when we say etzem kisa ora, which means the size of a bone that can cause tumma, so the shear that Chazal gave is a bone which is like a saora, like a barley. So Ravashi wasn't sure, what does it mean like a barley? Biklipasa, below klipasa, does it mean like a barley with its outside shell or without? Belacha obiyavesha, doesn't mean a wet one, which would be smaller, obiyavesha, or a dry one. So we have two different, Rav Papa had a question about our Mishnah, and Rav Ashi had a question about the laws of Tumah. So Rav Ashi, lumi baile hadar Rav Papa, Rav Ashi didn't have Rav Papa's question about our Mishnah, because he held gasa, it's more called the gasa. He said that the Mishnah said it needs to be gasa, which means big. So he understood that the Mishnah meant the bigger shear. And Rav Papa, lo mibayle hadar Rav Ashi. Rav Papa didn't have Rav Ashi's question about Tumah, because he held lacha shibolus mikri. If it's wet, it wouldn't be called a saora, it would be called a shibolus. And shaloba klipasa, and if it was without its shell, it would be called a different word, an ushla mikri. So basically, Rav Papa held the only, if, if Chazal used the word etzem kisa'ora, the word sa'ora, which is a reference to barley, must be dry with its shell. Because the other ones, he didn't think it would be the proper word to use the word sa'ora. That's why he didn't have that question. Okay, so what's the answer to our question? And Rav Papa had a question in our Mishnah. That when we said kikoseves ukigarinasa, did it mean the fig with its seeds? Or did it mean either or? The fig... Or the seeds. So Amar Rabba Amar of Yehuda Kosevas Agasa Sha'amru Yeseru Mikabeya. Okay, I'm sorry. Really, Rav Papa had a question, and Rav Ashi didn't have the question. So that's really all the Gemara is coming out. Rav Papa wasn't sure, and Rav Ashi held that it, it's it's for sure the bigger shear. Okay, the Gemara continues. Amar Rabba Amar of Yehuda Kosevas Hagasa Sha'amru Yeseru Mikabeya. So we, we know in, in other places we have a shear called kezayis, which the word means like, like the size of an olive. We have a shear called a kebeza or a kebeya, which means the size of an egg. So now here by Yom Kippur, we're getting a new shear. Right? We're getting a shear called kosevis, kosevis hagas, like a big fig. So where does that fit? Is that bigger than an egg or is that smaller than an egg? So it says, Rabbi Amr of Yehuda, Kosevas Agasa Sha'amru is Yaseru Mikabeya. I think that the shear for Yom Kippur eating is bigger than eating an egg. Vikim Luhula Rabbanan, the Bahachi Mesva Daite, Batzar Mehachi Lo Mesve Daite. And Chazal made their assessment that if you eat that amount, this Kosevas, so then that gives the person a certain level of which means a certain level of satisfaction, comfort. He feels like he ate something. But if he ate less than that, so then lo it didn't have an effect on him. So no, in other words, 
the re why is it that by Yom Kippur all of a sudden we get a different shear? Right? If the Torah says you can't eat bugs, so the shear is Kazayas. If the Torah says you can't eat blood, the shear is Kazayas. So why is it all of a sudden by Yom Kippur the Mishnah came up with a new shear? So the answer is that the Torah wrote it differently by Yom Kippur. Right? The Pasuk says by Yom Kippur, Asher lo se'une, a person who didn't afflict himself. So since it's used a different word, this is going to be Gemara's later, but since it used a different word, Chazal understood it's a different amount. So therefore, they came up with the shear of what's called he didn't afflict himself. And they said the that amount is like a kosevas hagasa, thick, a big fig. So now Rav Yehuda, I'm Rav, I'm Rav Yehuda saying that I'm telling you that that shear is a little bit bigger than an egg. We have a story in Sukkot that they brought to Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai to taste, to taste the tavshil, to taste the food. So this is the line that Gemara is going to be paying attention to. To Rabbi Gamliel, they brought him two figs and a bucket of water. And they said, Helem Let's go eat them in the sukkah. They said, let's go eat these figs in the water in the sukkah. The Allah, and we learned on that, that they weren't doing it because they have to do it. They wanted to be stringent on themselves. Okay, so we see they said, let's go to the sukkah, but the Gemara is clarifying that we know that they weren't saying, you're chayiv, you have to eat these things in the sukkah. Rather, they were being stringent. They wanted to go eat it in the sukkah. And when they gave some to Reb Tzadok, he ate less than a kebeah, not lobimapa. So he didn't wash his hands. He just, he, he wrapped it in a type of napkin so he wouldn't touch the food. And he ate it. He was fine eating it outside of the sukkah. And he didn't bench. Okay, so this is really a different, different conversation. Says, but we know, we know that if it's a kebeya, then it needs a sukkah. So if a person eats the size um, of an egg, he has to eat it in a sukkah. So let's just clarify. If a person eats the size of an egg, he has to eat it in a sukkah. And we have two people who ate two figs in a sukkah, but they said, we're not doing it because you have to. We're just being stringent. So that really means they held. You don't have to eat it in a sukkah. Okay, so says the Gemara. If you're going to tell me that a big fig is more than the size of an egg, so if two figs without seeds is less than the size of an egg, so one fig with its seeds is going to be bigger. In other words, we saw in the Brisa that if it was something was the size of an egg, you have to eat it in a sukkah. We saw in the Brisa that there was, two, there was somebody who was brought two figs without seeds, and they went and ate it in a sukkah, but they said, you don't really have to. So if they said you don't really have to, that means even though it was two figs without seeds, it was less than the size of an egg. Because if it's the size of an egg, you have to eat in a sukkah. 
And if they had two figs without seeds, which they said you don't really have to eat in a sukkah, that means it's less than the size of an egg. Now, Rav Yehuda said that when you have a fig with its seeds, it's bigger than an egg. So the Gemara is saying, if I can prove from this story that two figs without the seeds is smaller than the size of an egg, then you're going to tell me one fig with seeds is bigger than the size of an egg? Does that make sense? That two figs without seeds should be smaller than one fig with seeds? Okay, so again, the, the, if, if it's the size of an egg, you have to eat it in a sukkah. But I see in the story that two figs without seeds, you don't really have to eat it in a sukkah. Okay, so I see that must be smaller than an egg. But the person said that when our Mishnah said the shear for Yom Kippur, a fig with seeds is bigger than an egg. So the Gemara is saying, let's compare. Two figs without seeds is smaller than an egg, but one fig with seeds is bigger than an egg? It doesn't seem to add up. It would seem like I could prove that if two figs without seeds is smaller than an egg, so then I really proved that one fig with seeds is also smaller than an egg. So it seemed like I'm proving that the shear for Yom Kippur is really smaller than you thought, which is going to come out more stringent than you thought. So the Gemara says, no. No, it could be that even though two figs without the seeds is less than the size of an egg, but one with the seeds is really more. This is what people say, that two figs, Rashi translates this, tray, Two kav of figs begarin hon with their seeds havu kabatikashaisa is one big is one kav of seeds, visriach and even more. In other words, there was a statement people said that the seeds really take up more, more than the size of the fig. Okay, so the Gemara was assuming that if you tell me two figs without the seeds is less than the size of an egg, then, then putting the seeds into one wouldn't make it bigger. And the Gemara is willing to say, no, it could, be, it could be that the seeds take up much more space than you realized. Okay, so again, we had, we know the shear by Yom Kippur is kekosevas hagas, which means to be chayiv, kari's for Yom Kippur, a person who eats a big fig is going to be chayiv. We had Rav Yehuda who said, that's really bigger than the size of an egg, which the Gemara tried to challenge. The challenge was that if I see in the Bryson that two figs without seeds is smaller than an egg, so the Gemara was assuming one fig with seeds is not going to be bigger than an egg, and the Gemara was willing to answer, no, it could be even though two figs without seeds is smaller, but one fig with seeds is really bigger. Okay. So Ahmed Bey is about 10 lines down. Rava Amar. Hasam hainu time mushum to have a piri. Piri lo bai sukkah. Rava saying, what was your whole question? Your question was, if something's the size of an egg, it has to go in a sukkah. And I see in the story, when they brought them two figs, they didn't go in the sukkah. So if it's, it must be that two figs are smaller than an egg. Because if it was the size of an egg, of course they should go to the sukkah. So Rav is saying, you're making an assumption. Your assumption is you have to eat fruits in a sukkah. 
if I would tell you that you don't have to eat fruits in a sukkah, then you don't have any proof. Because the whole proof was, if it was the size of an egg, you should have to go in a sukkah. And they, with their two figs, said you don't really have to go in a sukkah. They were stringent, but you don't really have to. So the Gemara was proving from there, you see the two figs without seeds must be smaller than an egg. Rav is saying, no, could be two figs is much bigger than an egg. You want to know why they didn't go in a sukkah? Because you don't have to eat fruits in a sukkah. So in other words, the Gemara before was assuming you would, you would be chayif to eat fruits in a sukkah. The only reason they didn't go must be it was too small. It was under the amount that has to be eaten in a sukkah. But Rav Hamer, no. Hasam hainu taimim piri. piri lo sukkah. Rav is saying, no, the reason they didn't go in the sukkah is because they held that those were types of foods which the Torah doesn't require you to eat in a sukkah. Meisvei Amar Rebbe, Kshayinu Lomdin Torah Eitzel Rebbe Elazar ben Shamua. Gemara is challenging. Rebbe said, when we were learning Torah by Rebbe Elazar ben Shamua, Heviu Lefanenu, they brought in front of us Te'enim Anavim, figs and grapes, Vachalnum, and we ate them, Achilas Arai, we ate them in achilas arai, which means like a temporary eating, outside of the sukkah. Gemara says it sounds like achilas arai in. Sounds like to have a snack of the grapes is okay to do out of the sukkah. Achilas kevalo. Sounds like but to have a whole meal of fruits would be a problem outside of the sukkah. So we're challenging Rava. Rava told us that fruits don't, you don't have to eat fruits in a sukkah. The Gemara is challenging, but it sounds in the Brisa, the only reason they could eat the fruits outside of the sukkah is because they were having a snack. Sounds like if they were having a meal, a full portion of fruits, they would have to go into the sukkah. So the Gemara says, no, you can answer, Maybe the Brisa means to say that they ate the fruits, a lot of fruits, like an achilas arai, like a, like a not permanent eating. In other words, fruits is defined as an achilas arai, and therefore it doesn't need to be eaten in a sukkah. We thought the Brisa was saying, since we ate a little amount of fruits, we didn't need a sukkah. Sounds like if you ate a lot of fruits, you would have to go in a sukkah. The Gemara is responding, no, you could read it as, we ate a lot of fruits, which in halacha is defined like an achilas arai, a little bit of eating bread which doesn't require eating in a sukkah, even if it's a lot of fruits. Ibai seima, or says the Gemara, achalnu machilas keva, achalnu pas ke achilas arai bahadayu chutz l'sukkah. Or you could read it as, we ate fruits as an achilas keva, lots of fruits. And, when, and we ate bread as an achilas arai, a little bit of bread, chutz l'sukkah. So another answer that the Bryce is not saying if you eat lots of fruits, you have to go into a sukkah. But it just, that part of the b'risa which said, achilas arai, was talking about eating a different food. That was talking about eating bread, which we know if you eat a lot of bread, you have to go in the sukkah. And if you eat a tiny little bit, you don't. But when it came to the fruits, the b'risa was saying, even eating lots of fruits does not require a sukkah. Okay, so it's, it's an interesting gemara. It sounds like the gemara originally was assuming fruits need a sukkah in the original proof. Rav is the one being mechadish to us, changing for us, that no, really fruits don't need a sukkah, and the Gemara is challenging it. Okay, so meaning this is like a discussion in the Rishonim, when they figure out how to, how to paskin, 
part of the discussion is this question, that the Gemara originally seemed to assume food should need a sukkah, and it sounds like it was Rava's Chiddush. Do we hold of Rava or do we not? That's, that's part of the discussion. <laughs> the mission in Sukkah says if a person um, was mashlim, made it up with mini targima, so the literal translation, I don't know, it, it normally means like snack foods. So the Gemara normally assumes it means mizonos, which we'll see here. Then he's yotze. So what is this? This is the opinion of um, Rabbi Eliezer in Sukkah, who says a person has to eat 14 sudas. Right? We don't hold like this. We hold a person is chayiv to eat in the Sukkah the first night. His kazayas, or his more, more than a kebeya. And then the rest, if a person's Shabbos and Yantav, he has to eat, but he doesn't have to have a suda every day. Eliezer's opinion was that each day, right, he held just like in a person's house, a person eats two main meals a day. So, so too, sukkah requires a chiyav of two sudas, an obligation to have two meals every single day. But he said, if imhishlim bimini targima yatsa, that if a person Missed and he made it up with mini targima snack foods. He's yotze. So isaka If you would tell me that fruits require eating in a sukkah, listen peris. Then why wouldn't he say peris? So the gemara is assuming the words mini targima is like mizonos foods. So we're saying I have a raya to rava because Rabbi Eliezer, who's saying if you missed, you can make up, sounded like he jumped to a more filling food, mizonos. Yeah, you have noodles. Why did he skip over having an apple? Sounds like, if he would have held that eating an apple in the sukkah is required, then he should have said fruits. Why did he jump to a more filling food like noodles? It must be it's a raya to rava, supports rava's opinion, which is that fruits doesn't need a sukkah. That's why Rebbe Eliezer wasn't willing to say, if you make it up with fruits, you're good. That's why he had to jump and say, if you eat a more filling food, like mizonos, so then you're yotze. So it sounds like it's a support for Rava's opinion that fruits don't need a sukkah. Where he says, no, I can't prove it. My mini targima papers. Maybe I can answer that mini targima means fruits. In other words, the Gemara's assumption was mini targima means Mizonos foods, and therefore it was a proof to Rava because he skipped over the option of eating fruits. The Gemara's answer is no, you can't prove it, because it could be when the, when the when he said mini targima, maybe he was really referencing fruits. Maybe he said mini targima because he was talking in a place where there weren't so many fruits around. But it, maybe it's not to tell you that it, you can't do it with fruits, but he was just saying that that. It was more common to have mini targima around. Okay, so we had one opinion on Amar Aleph, which said that the koseves, which means the sheer, the amount that if a person eats on Yom Kippur, he's high of kares, is bigger than the size of an egg. That was the first opinion on Amar Aleph. Rav Zvid Amar koseves agasa sha'amru chaseru mikabeh. Rav Zvid held the opposite, that the sheer for Yom Kippur is a little bit less than the size of an egg. So where did he get that from? It's not. Beisham by Omrim, Seor Bekezayis, Chometz Bekekoseves. Okay, so this is Beishamai's opinion. We know there's a prohibition in the Torah called Bal Yiro which means a person is not allowed to own Chometz or Pesach. So now, what amount 
is it that the person transgressed that prohibition? So Beishamay's opinion was Sa'or, if it's sourdough, it's Bekezayis. Then the shear to be chayiv is, is having, owning a kezayis. If it's chametz, which is like bread, a piece of bread, then it's kikosevis. Then the shear is a kosevis. We ask my time with the Beishamai. Where did Beishamai get his opinion that there should be a different amount for sa'or and for chametz? Chametz, a piece of bread which doesn't have that much chametz in it, still is aser with a kezayis. I can't have a kezayis of it. So sa'or shechimutu kasha lokal shekain. So sa'or sourdough which has much, much, much more chametz in it. For sure, I can't have a kezayis of it. So let the Torah just write the, the bigger chiddush. Even chametz, a piece of bread which doesn't have that much chametz in it, you can't have a kezayis. And I'll know that something which has much more chametz in it, the sa'or, for sure I can't have a kezayis. That was Beishamay's question. The Torah wrote both. Beishamay's brother, why, why write both? If you just tell me chametz, I'll, I'll figure out sa'or. So therefore Beishamay said, by the fact that the Torah wrote both, must be the Torah is really saying they don't have the same amount. Because if the Torah wanted them to have the same amount, I could have wrote one, could have wrote chametz, and I would have known, then for sure, sa'or is not going to be better. If the Torah wrote both, it must be it really is because there's two different measurements, and therefore I wouldn't have been able to learn one from the other, and that's why the Torah had to write both. So, by the fact the Torah wrote both, it taught you shi'ur shalzeh, lo shi'ur shalzeh. So, sa'or is bekezayis, and therefore he came out that sa'or, which is much more chametz in it, is more stringent, that it's asr even with a kezayis. If you have a kezayis of it, then that's balyura balyimatse, that's transgressing that laugh. But chametz, which a piece of bread which has less chametz in it, then you're only transgress it if it's a kosevis, if, you, if it's the shear of a kosevis. Okay, so now we know that's how Beishamah got to his opinion, which means su'or, it's the size of a kezayis, an olive, but chametz, a piece of bread, he bumped it up to a kosevis. So now we have to figure out where is kosevis? Is it the size of an egg, less than an egg, more than an egg? That's what we're going to be trying to pay attention to. Again, Beishamah said that su'or, which has more chametz in it, that's the size of a kezayis. But he told me chametz gets bumped up. And what's the name? The name is kosevis. Now, where does kosevis fit on the charts? Is it more than an egg, less than an egg, same as an egg? So says Rav Zvid, If somebody will tell me that when the shear by Yom Kippur, kosevis hagasa means more than an egg, kamahadri. Beishamai was bothered that it can't be su'or and chametz is the same amount, because then he was bothered, let the Torah just write chametz and I'll know su'or. 
So what does that question prove? That question proves that it has to be that chametz, which has less, a piece of bread which has less chametz in it, needs to be bumped up something over se'or. But how far do you bump it up? If se'or is kezayis, and you're bothered chametz must be bumped up, so, so l'chari, you should only be able to bump it up one notch. Right? You don't get to jump and say, you're only over by chametz if you have 50 pounds. Okay, so... So if somebody will tell me that when we said which means the size of a thick fig, it means more than the size of an egg, Beisham is just looking for something a little bit more than a kazayas. Because he said if sour, sourdough is a kazayas, so it has to be chametz's more. So he's looking for something a little more than a kazayas. So listen to So why didn't Beishamai say that the amount to transgress owning chametz, owning a piece of bread, is the size of an egg? And even if you'll tell me that a koseves and an egg are the same, he still should have said the size of an egg, Rashi says, because that's the much more common term we use. So why did Beishamai say this new shear called Kosevis? Says Rizvidal, It must be that Beishamai held like me, that said that the shear of a, the amount of a Kosevis, this fig, is really less than an egg, and therefore that was the first thing to bump up to. So again, Beishamai said, if you have sourdough, the amount's kazais. And Beishamai had a question, it must be Chametz's more. Now, if here's, if here's the size of an egg, and here's the size of a kosevis, so if it's saying then, it's very good. Beishamai was bothered, chametz must be more. The first thing he found, the next shear we found somewhere else was kosevis, size of a fig. So that's how Beishamai knew that the size of chametz, that the amount of chametz to own is a kosevis. But says Rizvit, if you're going to tell me here's an egg, and kosevis is up here, so they had a Beishamai know to jump all the way up here. He should have said, if this is the amount of sourdough to be over, so then the next shear, which I found, which is the size of an egg, is the amount of the Torah that you can't own of bread. How did they jump all the way, all the way up? It must be that the next thing after Kezayis was the size of Kosevis. So it says, that's my raya. That when we say the shear of Kosevis, we really mean less than the size of an egg. And therefore, Beishamai jumped up one notch. Says, the Gemara challenges me, my. How do you know that's true? I could argue that it, the size of a Kosevis is really more than the size of an egg. But maybe... A not thick egg, a not thick fig, would be the same as an egg. And even if they're the same, so, so Beishamai chose to pick one of the two. In other words, what the Gemara is challenging is, you were assuming, our Mishnah said, a Kosevis Hagasa, a big fig. Beishamai just said a normal-sized fig. So Rav Zvid, you're trying to prove to me that when, we, when it comes to Yom Kippur, the amount to be chayv karis is the size of a big fig, and you're trying to prove to me that's smaller than the size of an egg. You said, the Gemara is challenging. You can't prove that from here, because here we're talking about the size 
of a normal sized fig. So yeah, you could prove to me a normal sized fig is smaller than an egg, the same size as an egg, but that doesn't prove what we're talking about. We're talking about a Kosevas Hagasa, a big sized fig. So if it's a big sized fig, it still could be that it's bigger than the size of an egg. In other words, the proof proved that either a small fig is the same as an egg or less than an egg, and that's how Beishamay knew to jump there, and they didn't skip to a bigger shear. But the Gemara's challenge, that still doesn't prove our question. Our question is, by Yom Kippur, where the Mishnah said, Koseves Hagasa, a big fig, so where is that? Is that the same as an egg, less than an egg, more than an egg? You can't prove that. Because even if by a small fig, it's the size of an egg or less, that doesn't prove if you, if you tell me, what about jumbo size? So if it's the big fig, it could be that the shear really is still bigger than an egg. His source was from here. How much does a person have to eat to make a zimun? Rashi says meaning to bench. Mayor's opinion was a person only has to eat a kezayis of bread to bench. At the bench, a person has to eat the size of an egg. Says the Gemara, what's the machlokas based on? Reb Meir Savar Vachalta Zuachila. When the Pazik says Vachalta Vesavata, he read it as Vachalta means you ate. Vesavata Zushtia. And Savata means you drink. Vachila because ayas. And when the Torah says eating, so normally the word eating is defined by a kezayis. So the Pasik by Benchin said, Vachalta Vesavata, which means you ate and you drank. And Achilu means you ate a kezayis. And then it says, Ubeirachta, you should bench. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, Rabbi Yehuda holds, Vachalta Vesavata, Achila Shiesh Basvia. He read it as, Achalta Vesavata, which means defining how much you ate is an Achila in eating Shiesh Basvia, Vesavata which means some level of satiation. And he held that eating a kezayis, that's not called satiation at all. But once you eat the size of an egg, that's already considered a person ate a significant amount. That's called svi'ah. If you're going to tell me that the shir by Yom Kippur is really bigger than the size of an egg, the size of an egg can fill a person up, right? That's what Rabbi Yehud told us. That a person to bench has to eat an egg because that's called satiation. So says, says Rav Zvid, eating the size of an egg can be called svia, which means a person satisfied. But it's not called mesvadaita. It's not called that he's calmed down. He's, he's eaten something. In other words, there's two different gauges going on. By Yom, by Yom Kippur, the gauge is what, what, what Chazal called Meisvadaite, which means some level of he's, he feels relieved from having eaten something. By benching, the shear is svia, satiation. So what Rav Zvid's saying is, if I see in Rabbi Yehuda that eating the size of an egg is called satiation, and therefore you can bench, so then he's saying to tell me that if you ate that amount, it's called satiation, svia, but it's still not called mesvadaita, it's not called some level of calm down. It must be that eating the size of a big fig is really less than the size of an egg. 
And kebeya misava kikoseves mesvadaite. If you eat a little bit less than an egg, so then that's already called mesvadaite. He's calmed down from eating something. But to get to the next level of svia, satiation, that you have to have a little more, you have to have a sheer kebeya. Okay, so just to summarize what comes out, the Mishnah said to be chayiv kares, the, the shear that a person eats is koseves hagasa, which means a thick, a big koseves, fig, kamoa kargarinosa, it and its seeds. Okay, so we spoke out at the beginning that the main difference about how much you eat is in situations where a person is not feeling well. So even though we learned before that to eat any amount is aser minateris, is prohibited, but it's much, much more lenient than eating the shear. If you eat the shear, so then it's kares. If you eat less, it's an iser. It's prohibited, but it's not kares. So if a person is not feeling well on Yom Kippur, this is why we have shiurim. This is why we eat less to avoid the more stringent amount. So that's why it's important to figure out how much it is so that when a person has to eat, we, can, we, give him, we give him less than that amount. Okay, so we had a question in the Gemara. How do you read the Mishnah when it said Kosevas? Does it mean with the seeds or without the seeds? So that really was Rav Papa's question, and Rav Ashi held it means with the seeds. And then we had a machlokas in the Gemara that where does this shear fit? We know in other places we have a shear called the Kazayas, we have a shear called the size of an egg. So what is Kosevas Hagasa? Is that more than an egg, less than an egg? So that was really a machlokas in the Gemara. Rav Yehuda held that it's really bigger than the size of an egg, which for, for my conversation would be a leniency. If a person needs to eat on Yom Kippur, it would come out a leniency. He can really eat a little more. He can for sure eat the size of an egg. But Rav Zvid held that it's really less. It's a little bit less than the size of an egg, which would come out a stringency. That if a person is not feeling well, he really has to eat less than, than the first opinion. Really, we, we hold like the second opinion, like Rav Zvid, meaning it's not so clear what exactly the shear is, meaning even the way the Gemara said it was phusa, it's like a little bit less than an egg. So it's not, not so clear in the Gemara what exactly the shear is, but we come out like that second opinion, that more stringent, that a person can't eat even a little bit less than an egg, that's already the shear. Okay, we'll give you a little time to say brachas. Morning.